Hello and welcome to the My VA Dayton podcast coming to you from Dayton, Ohio. This is the show where we talk with veterans in the Western Ohio region to share their stories and share what's happening at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I'm Scott Lease, your host with co-host Greg Tucker. And we have with us today a veteran from the Springfield area, Randy Ark. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Uh, Randy is an Army veteran and also a veteran of the Vietnam War. He was drafted back in 1967 and became a U.S. Army medical corpsman. He now volunteers in a variety of activities and causes in his community and also is a huge advocate of the Springfield Community-Based Outpatient Clinic, uh, which is part of the Dayton VA. Welcome again, Randy. Well, thank you very much. Well, before we get to know a little bit more about you, we're going to put you to the test. (laughs) It's time! That's right. It's time to play Don't Tell Me I Think I Know That. This is the game where we put our guests to the test of their knowledge of military trivia, a game where listeners can play along to see if their minds are mired in mounds of military minutiae like ours are. Are you ready to take that challenge, Randy? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Here's your first question. What was the nickname of the infamous Hoi Lo Prison? Would it be A, Sing Sing, B, Alcatraz, C, Hanoi Hilton, or D, Paris Hilton? Hanoi Hilton. That's correct. Good answer, Randy. Well, I kind of figured you'd know that one since you are a uh, veteran of Vietnam. In fact, that's what all our questions are about today is Vietnam. Uh, So we're going to put you uh, to another test here with question number two. In the early 1970s, the fighting spilled over into which two neighboring countries? Would it be A, France and Germany, B, Guatemala and Nicaragua, C, Laos and Cambodia, or D, China and the USSR? C. C, Laos and Cambodia is the correct answer. Okay, now, here we go. This is, this is for all the money now. Your third and final question. Which military decoration was awarded to nearly 352,000 servicemen who served in Vietnam? Would it be A, the Flying Cross, B, the Red Cross, C, the Purple Heart, or D, the Bleeding Heart? Uh, C, the Purple Heart. It is the Purple Heart. Great answer. (laughs) So, Greg, what have we got for Randy for playing our game today? Well, Randy, we have for you today some Dayton VA industrial strength chip clips designed by NASA's aerospace engineers to keep your chips crisp on your next cellular space journey or wherever you may be traveling in the near future, compliments of the Dayton VA. I have always wanted these. I'll bet you you. have. They're they're very sought after. Everybody loves our chip-ups. So, yeah, be careful with those. They are industrial strength. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break here right now. When we come back, we'll hear more from our Army veteran, Randy Ark. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans. 
facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. And we're back with Vietnam veteran Randy Ark. Hey, Randy, uh, you spend a lot of time uh, volunteering in your community now. Um, one of the things you are dedicated to is serving as a member of the Springfield VA's, serving as a member of the Springfield T-Box Clinic uh, Advisory Council. Tell us, tell us what's happening there today. You know, how is the council working to help the veterans there? Well, it helps in uh, many different ways. It's a... Uh, we reach out and try to reach veterans to let them know, make them aware of what they're entitled to as veterans. Many veterans don't know uh, what they can, uh, uh, like compensations and stuff like that. And uh, we have, we had one member that put up a lot of uh, uh, Purple Heart parking areas, mm -hmm. spatial areas to do that. But it's a very, very dedicated group. Uh, we, we are trying to educate ourselves on what's going on in the community and what's needed and uh, reaching out and helping develop just to help veterans. That's mainly the, the main push is, is helping veterans realize uh, what's offered to them that they may not know about. Right. And, and how do you get the word from those veterans? Well, uh, one of the neatest things we did at the old clinic was we opened it up and had a day uh, and we uh, promoted it uh, that veterans could come in and uh, they could meet with uh, people that from the uh, commission, Veterans Commission here in, there in Springfield and sit down with them and they look up this person's records and stuff to see what he may be entitled to. And people would come in, you know, they'd have a cup of coffee, they would go back and find out some information that maybe they didn't have before. And I, th I thought that was pretty cool because they would come in and, you know, where, whereas they probably wouldn't on their own. Right, and, they, and that gives you an opportunity to not just talk to them, but to listen to them and hear what sure. they're saying. Sure. Um, tell me, um, what's been the what's been one of the most um, rewarding experiences uh, in in regards to that? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I guess the most rewarding is it, it just it just comes every now and then. Thing, things will happen that we're all going, yeah, okay, good, you know? And uh, we get excited when th something good happens for, for other people, you know? It, it might be a money thing, it might be a house thing, it might be a, 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 a compensation uh, that they didn't know they were getting or something that's backlogged and all of a sudden they get a lump sum of money, you know, you're going, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, they could move out of that trailer, they could, you know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so it's just here and there, you know, that little, I can't think of one specific thing that, that uh, tops everything else. But uh, Sure, sure. But uh, I also understand that you do some work with the uh, Clark County Veterans Memorial Park in Springfield. What are you doing with that? 
I call it my park. <laughs> your very own park. <laughs> my park. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. We have, uh, we started out years ago in, in 2011 uh, with a war dog memorial. And uh, a war that, dog memorial. What, yeah. what is a war dog? A war dog were dogs used in war. And uh, they would go down in the tunnels and all kinds of stuff. And he really didn't mess with them. You know, we'd, we'd see him coming across our compound sometimes and they'd have these muzzles on. And, and uh, everybody would say, don't mess with those dogs. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there were a lot of dogs in their handlers uh, that we wanted to acknowledge. And so we made a, had a memorial and raised money for it and everything in, in, in 2011. And that's when I first got in the Purple Heart chapter. They allowed me to, to be a part of the chapter, even though I didn't have my credentials yet. I was still working on that. But uh, we, we did the War Dog Memorial. Then we did the Dog Tag Memorial. I don't know if you saw pictures of it. I think I sent them somewhere. But it's a memorial in the shape of a dog tag. It has 63 men from Clark County that died in Vietnam on that dog tag mm -hmm. and there's a chain coming down from it it's beautiful it's beautiful and that that was that was really a closure for a lot of people sure absolutely it had a good crowd we had a local motorcycle club come uh because i'd spoken with them two or three times to get some money and all that and they liked me I think they did. <laughs> yeah. How long did that take you? Oh, golly. Dave Bauer and I started off with the idea, and then he got, he became state commander, Purple Heart commander. So I was kind of left uh, on my own uh, to raise money and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but it took, it probably took a couple years at least, mm -hmm. you know, to, I had to go a lot of places and, and tell them what I wanted to do. And well, from what I know, and I've, I've seen you in action, that you're a pretty dogged and a stick to it person. So you get your sights set on something. I do. You definitely uh, follow through. Now, there's something else that you worked on also, and that's going to be the Grinning High School Memorial area. That's that's a project okay. I took on uh, recently within the last year uh, to create. I, I create memorials on my computer, and uh, I wanted to acknowledge the four students from Greenland High School and uh, that died in Vietnam. And so I created a memorial with their names on it and uh, the dates. Uh, that they were in high school and the date that they had died. Now, one of those guys uh, died on my birthday in 1969. I didn't know about it till later on because I was there then. And uh, I thought that was kind of unique. And uh, I know his brother very well. His name was Billy Bloomfield and his brother was Tommy. And uh, Tommy's also a veteran. But uh, it's and when I, when I proposed this, I said, I want, to, I want to put this memorial, maybe at the new high school or wherever. And all of a sudden, a lot of people got interested uh, in creating and renovating a, a memorial area at the old high school. 
you know, the, with the benches and, and monuments and putting everything in one area, lights, flags, poles, the whole bit. So that's what it's all gone on, and it's been approved. And the superintendent, he's gung-ho for it. And uh, so I got everybody on board. You know, I got everybody meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, Randy, uh, tell us a little about why did you join the Army? I joined the Army mainly because, well, uh, when I got drafted, there were only two places you could join, Army or Marines. Nothing else was open. So, but I chose the Army because my father was in World War II in the Army. And uh, I admire my father so much. I, I wanted to do what he did and go where he went and, and uh, train the way he was trained and all that kind of stuff, even though it was probably a different kind of training. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, also I joined, after I got drafted, I joined the Army so I could choose to become a medic. That's what I wanted to be. Okay. And uh, I was surprised nobody tried to talk me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Medics didn't last very long. Uh, was it med medics and lieutenants and radio men or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I always felt well protected. And uh, But that's the main reason I joined the Army. So... My dad, my dad was the main reason. Okay. Yeah, and he inspired you? I don't know that he inspired me. Uh, he inspired me as a father, not as a soldier. But uh, uh, my dad was a good dad. He was a, he was, uh, a very honest person. Uh, and he set an example for all those kids. Had, there were six of us. So uh, he said he set a great example work at work ethic and all that kind of stuff. And well, tell us a little bit about your experience in Vietnam. You know, we, we know that you were a, a corpsman. Um, tell us what it was like to be a combat medic in Vietnam. The, when I first got to Vietnam, I was a, in a uh, medical battalion, and uh, it wasn't combat per se, but. Uh, because we were all medics, but we would go out on these, uh, what they call med caps. And uh, we'd go out to these villages and stuff, and kids and adults and everybody would come around and we, we'd treat them, you know. And I always felt sorry for those little kids, you know. Their whole life, that's all they knew was war. And uh, I can't imagine being that like that environment, you know, growing up. But we were we went out with uh, infantry and they they secured an area for us and we and we opened up a, a little clinic for the villages and as time as time went on our we kept thinking well they're going to start picking us out to go to the field to be on front lines and uh, sooner or later that's what happened and uh, <clears throat> the first the first unit I went with. Uh, these guys were not, their heart was not in the being a medic, that's for sure. And uh, I didn't like it. And this captain came around one time and, and he says, if you, don't, if you don't like it here, I can get you out of here tomorrow. And I said, good, do it. 
He did. <laughs> I ended up on the perimeter of Lake A, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the only medic for with the 8th and 6th Artillery. It wasn't long after that that they put they put me in a uh, they, they put me in a, uh, a maintenance bunker with mechanics and stuff. Uh, they weren't they weren't taking the uh, attack very seriously, and uh, I was I was new there. It was my first rocket mortar attack. Anyway, uh, I let it be known that I wanted to be somewhere else in another bunker. They put me in a communications bunker. There were a couple guys there that I became very, very good friends with. And uh, it wasn't long after that that uh, that we got hit really hard uh, one night, about two-something in the morning. And that was my first experience of running from bunker to bunker while mortars and rockets were coming down. I didn't know where I was going, and there was this buck sergeant was leading me the way. I really liked him because he looked like uh, uh, was it Wally, Wally Cleaver? No, <laughs> I'll leave it to Beaver. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Anyway, he says, "Come on, Doc, we got to go." There's we got wounded in bunker number one, and so I just followed him. Uh, so there was a bright flash along the way that kind of blinded me, and I his hand grabbed my shoulder, my shirt and says this way doc and I get inside the bunker and there's a light hanging from a cord swinging like this because of the explosions and uh, I I always use the other guys I said look is there anybody in here bleeding where you see the blood spurting and anything you know I got to figure out who's hurt the, I call that uh, triage field, triage yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to figure out who's hurt the worst right so uh I had a few there, and the neat thing that I found out about these guys on the guns is when they called in a firing mission, and there's mortars and stuff all over the place out there, they go out on the gun, and pretty soon I got more wounded. But they went out for the firing mission, helping somebody out maybe 20 miles away. Mm -hmm. You know, they did that, and I always admired them for that. But they were wounded in other bunkers. I think we had a total maybe 17 wounded that night. And so that was my uh, that was my baptism of fire, right. I guess. Uh, yeah. But uh, well, and I think a, a lot of people that go into that field aren't necessarily prepared for the fact that you're going to be on the front line. Yeah. Uh, that you know you, you think you're going to be at a hospital back behind the line, sitting in a mash even or, or further, further <laughs> air, air conditioned hospital exactly. with pretty nurses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not always the case. Uh, no. Nope. Quite the opposite, usually. Uh, and, you know, I, I've learned that you were recently awarded uh, the Purple Heart, uh, mostly due to the help and diligence of local congressmen yeah. uh, that, that helped you get that. Yeah, after Warren many Davidson. Many years of yeah. waiting. Uh, what happened uh, to you to earn that Purple Heart? Well, Why I, did it take so long to receive it? Well, when I, I was wounded that night that we just I just talked about, and I didn't know it till the next morning when I saw burn holes in my fatigues. And I took my shirt off and it looked like somebody had been sticking pins in me. So I go to the base camp hospital and uh, the doctor said, look, I, if you're not in pain, you would be in pain if I took all those out. You know, it'll, they will work themselves out eventually. And I said, that's okay. And he never wrote anything down anywhere mm -hmm. about 
that I was hurt or got wounded or was worked on. Physician heal thyself, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, time goes on and, you know, I finally get out of Vietnam and I didn't think anything about a Purple Heart. What I did get was, uh, uh, it was my third Army Commendation Medal with a V for Valor. And uh, that was something that affected me later on, that particular medal. But uh, once but that, I got... But go that ahead. helped document uh, the yeah. occurrence as well. Yeah, where I was. Right. <laughs> and uh, for a long time, they weren't going to give me a combat medic badge. And I said, I've got papers that show I was in combat. I mean, I don't know what the deal is with it, you know, but... There was a colonel that uh, we were out at Fook Vin. We set up a fire base in Fook Vin, and a colonel came up and gave me a combat medic badge. He says, Here, you've earned this. And he said, But don't wear it now because it's silver. You get yourself a black one, subdued. So, you know, people like to shoot medics. So. <laughs> Especially shiny objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to tell you, I uh, I had a big old uh, scorpion in my bedroll uh, that night, first night in Phuc Vinh. And uh, I go, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this thing? <clears throat> so what I did, I had a big Bowie knife that somebody had given me. I ran it through. I hope I can say this. <laughs> and stuck it to the ground so I knew where it was. <laughs> <laughs> That day out, they lived over an hour like oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the kind of buck mate that I think I'd, I'd care for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take another quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll hear more from Randy uh, about his experience with the Dayton VA Medical Center. I was in the military, and I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or have been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. To enroll, call 937-268-6511, extension 5336, or visit dayton.va.gov. And we're back with Army and Vietnam veteran Randy Ark. So, Randy, um, we know you are very proud of being a veteran, and you serve your community by volunteering in so many different ways, uh, helping to ensure veterans receive the recognition and care they deserve. Uh, tell us, if you would, how the VA has cared for you and what your experience has been with the Dayton VA, and, and, and in specific, uh, the Springfield Clinic? Well, that's a very, very good question. You know, you someplace, well, I, I hear, like on Facebook or wherever, horror stories about certain places, you know. And I always say, man, I have been treated like a king at the Dayton VA. I have never had any issues. And, uh, oh. oh. Go, go ahead and yeah. finish what you were saying. Uh, the Dayton VA uh, notified me when I was in, uh, I was actually going through a battleship down Louisiana somewhere. They they called me, and uh, my son even took a picture of me talking on the phone <laughs> uh, on that battleship. And they said, is there any reason why you would have metal? Uh, we found some metal next near your backbone, your spinal column. And I said, yeah, there's probably a good reason. 
And they said, well, we don't want you to get an MRI for at least three months till we investigate this. Because uh, I guess that would pull the metal out, the magnetism yes. could possibly do that. So that was when I first thought about having shrapnel in me. You know, I always set off stuff going in airports. The teachers used to laugh at me. I'd walk through and go, meh, 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 you know, whatever. And uh, I'd say, I'd tell them before I walk through. I said, it's going to go. I know it's going to go. And I had a piece fall out of my knee when I got home from the farm. I wish I'd have kept it. It was a little tiny, curly cube, sharp thing. It fell out of my knee. But uh, anyway, I forget what the question was now. <laughs> oh, your experience at the uh, Dayton VA. Oh, mm -hmm. they they have been very conscientious. They've been very, very helpful. And I I have met lots of nice people here uh -huh. that that took care of me. You could you could kind of joke with them, and, and uh, it's nothing but a good experience. And the same with the Springfield Clinic. You know, we uh, before the new clinic was built, uh, <clears throat> the director there. Uh, Mike Gruber, he would bring in uh, the, uh, oh gosh, the word escapes me, you know, the layout, the plan, uh -huh. blueprint. <laughs> and we would look at where the bathrooms were. We, Our shareholder committee would sit there and view that and say, how about this? How about that? You know, and uh, Mike would explain what's being done and what's what was on the horizon. And it was nice being a part of that. And uh, great people that worked there, you know, they were, uh, that's where I got on three or four different committees there. They would ask me to uh, participate. And uh, so it was, it's nice. It's a good place. Mm -hmm. It's a good place. Uh, Randy, how did you become aware of the Dane VA? I became aware of... Uh, I first became aware of the clinic. Uh, when it was on Burnett Road, uh, I was teaching at South Vienna Middle School. And uh, and the lady, uh, the, I had an assistant, and uh, her husband was, uh, he was a county commissioner at the time, in a wheelchair. He was wounded in Vietnam and uh, paralyzed, you know. Uh, and she asked me if I knew about the clinic because I was having, I got diabetes. I guess that's how you say it. And uh, she said, you ought to go to the clinic and check it out because you probably got affected by Agent Orange. That's the first time I heard about Agent Orange, okay? And uh, so I got associated with the clinic. Do you know Earl Morris? Can't say that. He started Honor Flight. He and Jeff Miller started Honor Flight, and he was he was my PA physician, and boy he took a he took good care of me, and and he would recommend going and talking to this person. When he, especially when he found out I was a medic, you you should go to the Dayton VA and and talk to. Uh, I guess she was a psychologist, but and I'd say, why is there something wrong with me? <laughs> and he he said no. No, it's just that, you know, you were a medic. It might be something you may want to know about yourself, uh, you know. And so uh, I talked to this psychologist 
maybe 45 minutes. And within two weeks, I was getting money, compensation. <laughs> and I kept thinking, boy, there must be something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was really nice. Everybody there was nice. And that's how I got, I got associated with the Dayton VA through the local clinic there on Burnett Road at the time. That's how all that happened. Now, Randy, was there any apprehension at first about going to the VA? No, not really. Okay. That's- uh, uh, I was just, you know, like a lot of Vietnam veterans, we didn't talk, you know, when we got back. I mean, for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to, I didn't even, didn't even want to meet other Vietnam veterans. You know, I just, and, uh, but once I got going with it, uh, it like, it like hit me like, a, I want to do something for veterans. You know, I made it out. I want to help other veterans. I want to I welcome the new veterans home. <laughs> you know, I want to build memorials to their honor so people don't forget. You know, that's, that's a big thing for me to do that. That's why I did the Green and High School one. I don't want people to forget. Well, and that's a, a common thread amongst Vietnam veterans, uh, the, the whole uh, fact that they were not welcome home right away, that there was uh, a lot of uh, political unrest at the time. Things are quite different. But at the same time, another message that you had talked about was the fact that uh, there are a lot of people who don't seek out the help that they need right uh especially those that uh, might be suffering from what we now define as ptsd right. and now we've got another whole generation of those veterans coming back from afghanistan and iraq uh, what would you tell other veterans you know from from vietnam era to today uh what would you encourage them to do if they feel any anxiety whatsoever well, the first thing I would encourage them to do, and it's not easy for a lot of them to do that, is to find out your local uh, uh, Veterans Commission. That'd be the first place you would go. And you can ask some questions there and get referred to other places. But also, uh, I'm working uh, with a young man now uh, uh, who served uh, like a year and a half in Iraq and Afghanistan. and uh, You know... He had a is having a kind of a rough time with it, and uh, it's uh, you collect data for them. Look, if you're ha- if you're having trouble with your teeth, <laughs> you know we got transportation. We got there's things out there available. And I said, here's the number. Here's I send them everything they need to to get themselves up again. And uh, and I also I also talk to them about look you're not alone and it's easier to talk to them when you when they know you're a combat veteran and you're not just blowing smoke you know from something you read in a book and and that makes all the difference in the world when when sure. somebody says sure. oh my dad or my uncle or something like that and and they won't talk about it and I said I bet they'd talk to me I bet they would and I feel confident in that. Because I know a lot about World War II history, Korean War, you know, I I dig into that stuff, and I kind of what you say get off on it. <laughs> uh, but I like talking to veterans, 
You know, I feel comfortable being around veterans. Uh, like at the Day of Remembrance, I think yes. I said something to that effect. Yes. You know, you feel like everybody in there has got your back, you know? And they would die for you, and I'd die for them. And I, even if I didn't know them, you know, that's just the camaraderie you have with with other veterans. You know, it's, it's like an unspoken uh, bond that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to encourage our listeners uh, that if they have any uh, concerns or, or need somebody to talk to, that... Uh, the Dayton VA is there for them, but not just the Dayton VA uh, main hospital or campus. We also have four uh, community-based outpatient clinics, uh, yep. one in Richmond, one in Springfield, one in Lima, and one in Middletown uh, that you can also go to, where there are people, just like Randy was talking about, that, that understand your needs, your concerns, and are there to help. All you need to do is reach out to them uh, and visit our, our website, www.dayton.va.gov, and you can find uh, contact information for all five sites uh, here in the Dayton area. Randy, we really want to thank you for taking time uh, to come share your story with us today it's and your pleasure. experience with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed being here with you two and, and uh, doing what we're doing. And I, uh, I just uh, pray that it uh, will help other veterans in and the long run. As we do, too. Yeah. Thanks again, Randy. You're thank welcome. You. you know, Greg, not too long ago, I went to see my primary care physician about some shoulder pain I was suffering from. Yeah, it's kind of tell me more. Well, after an x-ray and an MRI, uh, you know, they had found that it had torn a rotator cuff uh, muscle. And fortunately, uh, it was not bad enough that it warranted surgery, uh, but the pain was still unbearable. And my mobility had been severely limited because of the injury. I could not put my arm over my head or behind my back. It, I'm telling you, it was killing me. That's when my doc sent me to receive physical therapy at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I thought, uh, this is going to do me any good? How? I've torn a muscle. How is exercising an injury going to make me feel better? Well, the therapist at the Dayton VA put me to work with stretching and strengthening exercises to put me back on the road to recovery. I didn't know that physical therapy, of all things, uh, could actually help movement restorement and uh, help with the function if you are disabled or injured in a disease. Uh, if you're living with or recovering from an injury, illness, or chronic condition that limits your mobility and independence, the Dayton VA can help. Their physical, occupational, and movement therapists combine therapeutic exercise, consulting, education, and training to help you improve your health and quality of life. Services at the Dayton VA include pain relief and joint mobilization, movement and exercise therapies to improve your strength, endurance, balance, and coordination, mobility assessment and training with wheelchairs, scooters, and walking devices, life skill training and activities to help you maintain the highest level of independence and functionality, aquatic therapy to manage chronic pain, and evaluation and treatment for a wide range of medical, orthopedic, psychological, and neurological conditions. These services are available at the Dayton VA Medical Center campus, as well as the Middletown and Springfield C-Box. If you're in pain and ready for treatment, contact your primary care provider today for a referral. You won't be sorry you did.
We want to say thanks again to our special guests for taking time today to share their story. We truly enjoy hearing stories from veterans from across the region and learning more about how they found care through the Dayton VA Medical Center. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for joining us and remind them if they are a veteran and are not enrolled, to enroll with the Veterans Health Administration to receive health care benefits through the Dayton VA Medical Center. It's easy and it doesn't cost a thing. You just need to be a veteran. The simplest way to start enrollment is to call our Enrollment and Eligibility Office at 937-268-6511, extension 4105. They can schedule an appointment for you to come to the Dayton campus or help make an appointment at one of the surrounding community-based outpatient clinics located at Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown. Again, that number is 937-268-6511, extension 4105. Veterans may also enroll by visiting www.choose.va.gov slash health. While there, you can choose from applying online or by phone or by mail. It's just that simple, really. As I said before, it doesn't cost a thing to apply. So what are you waiting for? Call us today. Or if you know of a veteran who is not enrolled, have them call to start taking advantage of this benefit. If you're a veteran, it's your VA. Sign up today. Join us again for another episode of My VA Dayton with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Our episodes drop the 1st and 15th of each month. I'm Scott Lease with your co-host, Greg Tucker. Thanks again for listening to My VA Dayton.